In this Simple as the New Smart episode, we're talking about how to start homeschooling. I want to give you just a few mindset tips that every homeschooler wants you to know. I want to tell you how de-schooling can realistically look for you in a way that you can still feel like learning is happening and you can see that it's productive time. And finally, I want to give you a simple way to figure out what you're going to do and what you're going to use. So grab a notebook and your pencil and let's get started. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. Today, we are talking all about what you need to know when you are first starting to homeschool. So these are turbulent times in the education world. We have a lot of people who are considering homeschooling or just starting homeschooling. And we're finding through surveys that there are record numbers of parents keeping their preschoolers and kindergartners home. So if you fall into any of these categories, first of all, welcome to homeschooling. This is life unlike you have known it before now. So I want to talk today about real basic things. I want to give you some tangible items that you can do to feel like you are on your way to creating a homeschool that will work. So the first thing that I'm going to do is give you some tips and mindset shifts that every homeschooler really wants you to know as you enter the homeschooling world. And then I want to give you some ideas. So go grab a notebook and your pencil or pen and something great to drink. And let's have a little chat. I'd like the format here to be one where I'm a friend, you're a friend, we're sitting down, you've decided to homeschool. If you are still on the fence about homeschooling, I do have a podcast episode called In Search of a Rigorous Education. It talks about all the ways that homeschooling is a superior education model to a lot of traditional models of education. Go ahead and listen to that if you're on the fence and you're looking for some reasoning and for the rationale behind choosing to homeschool academically. And today, let's talk about how we actually get started. So first of all, every homeschooler wants you to know that homeschooling is not doing formal public school at home. It does not look like virtual learning or e-learning, and it does not look like sitting at a desk all day long, giving students assignment after assignment after assignment and scheduling every minute of their day. Homeschooling is not school at home. Instead, homeschoolers want you to hear that learning is a lifestyle. And as such, you'll have a lot of homeschoolers who suggest to you that you unschool that you take a break from schooling, that you de-school. You actually get you and your children out of the mindset of the public school system. Now, this is really hard for people to do. It's great advice. Don't get me wrong. It is great advice. But at the same time, I understand if you're starting to homeschool, you kind of want to get to it and make sure you're getting the job done, right? People who homeschool don't homeschool because they don't care about education and they're willing to throw it away. It's quite the opposite, If you're homeschooling, chances are it's because you really value education and because you take it seriously. You see this as a huge responsibility 
and you care about your child making progress. You care about your child reaching their potential. And so all of our anxiety when we start homeschooling comes from the level of caring about education that we all have. And so I get it. Everybody wants you to de-school. Everyone wants you to take a break and take a step back. But at the same time, you want to make sure that your children are making progress, right? You don't want them to flounder. You're still concerned about their potential. And so this is a really hard balance to find when you're first starting to homeschool. So I'm going to give you some advice that my husband actually has for people who are just starting to homeschool. You can keep learning right? But start doing it in a very informal way. Don't worry. I'm also going to give you, as this podcast goes on, I'm going to give you tangible steps to get yourself on a schedule that you can feel happy with. So don't worry, we'll get to that. But when we're taking a deep breath and we're stepping back and we're creating a lifestyle of learning, right? Because we want you to know that this is a lifestyle change. We want you to give this time. We want you to have time to settle into what works for your family. We want you to give yourself enough time to figure out what works for your family, to figure out where your children are, to figure out what your children are interested in, right? Minimalist homeschooling is all about having exactly what you need and what you love in your homeschool. And if you're just starting, chances are you're not entirely sure what your child needs or what your child loves yet. So let's take some time to do that. So I've given you three really big pieces of advice if you're just starting homeschool. I've told you this is not formal school at home. It is a lifestyle of learning and we want you to be patient and give it time. Okay, easy enough. So while we're giving it time, how can you still feel like you are making progress? So number one, read. Read to your children get your children reading, ask them to read. If it has to be audiobooks, then audiobooks it is. But read, read quality things. There are some wonderful book lists by uh, Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. So you can look on Ambleside online. You can look at Robinson Curriculum recommended book lists online. Brave Writer has fantastic book lists, as does Sarah McKenzie at the Read Aloud Revival. I recommend all of those resources for book lists where you don't have to worry about what questionable content may be included. Just start reading. Read out loud to your children. If they can read independently, have them read independently. But no matter the age of your children, no matter, and hear me out, this is a homeschool thing, no matter how old your children are, continue to read to them because you can read at a higher level than they can for most of their educational life. That is, you have a bigger vocabulary so you can pronounce the words, right? So read the more challenging books out loud, right? Next, invest in the apps. If your children are just learning to read, invest in the phonics app, invest in the math app. This will give you room to breathe. Right now we're talking about de-schooling and just creating a lifestyle of learning. So get the science app or the math app or the history app or whatever you'd like. We like the history channel where you can watch documentaries. If your children are of an appropriate age to watch those, go ahead and get a subscription to the history channel. Start watching history. Those books you're reading out loud, read history out loud right? Read about science out loud. You can read a lot of biographies about interesting historical figures, interesting scientists, and start your education that way. So this is all considered de-schooling because it's very different from sitting at a desk and doing things. So get out, take all the field trips you want to take, go see every interesting thing you think could be interesting, and really get out of the habit of sitting at a desk all day, every day, and thinking that that's the best way to learn things. Because as a homeschooler, you'll find out very quickly that sitting at a desk is not usually the best way to learn something. So 
Have your children write, write daily. They can copy excerpts from books that you're reading. They can copy down quotes they really like from books they're reading. They can copy down scripture. They can creatively write from their own mind, whatever they want to write. They can journal. They can write a diary. You can ask them to write essays about what they want most out of their homeschool experience. But the idea here is when you're taking a step back and you're breathing, you are going to read great literature. You're going to rely on really simple things like shows and and apps to do some of the learning for you while you get your bearings. And if you're not comfortable with screen time, don't worry. There are plenty of books out there to keep your children entertained and busy while you are doing your research and while you are getting your, your bearings and figuring out really what they need and what they love. We do recommend Khan Academy online. It's a free math program. They will assess where your child is right now. And it's a mastery based program where as soon as your child masters some portion of their math education, Khan Academy will automatically proceed to the next skills. So they are constantly improving and it's a very easy, intuitive program for children to use. So you start with some math, you explore history, you explore science, you read some great books, you write daily. It's that simple, guys. This is how you start and they will already be learning just as much, if not more than they would sitting in all their classes at school, right? So that's the best way I know of just taking a break, just stepping back and letting learning happen more naturally than you are probably used to. This is not a free-for-all. A lot of people are not comfortable with just going straight unschooling. This is a very casual way to learn as a way to get your feet wet with this lifestyle of learning. And start conversations with your children. Start talking to them about what they're interested in, what they feel like their strengths are, where they feel like they were, they're were they weak if they're old enough to express that. If they're real young children, they're preschoolers, kindergartners, just talk with them. Have conversations about what's on their mind, what they see in the world. It is natural as parents for us to be teaching preschoolers and kindergartners how to count and shapes and colors and sounds of the alphabet and letters. So let that come naturally play the Play-Doh with them, carve out some letters in your Play-Doh and introduce them to letters as you go through life, right? Let them work alongside you and have conversations with them about life. They will learn so much. Now, I appreciate if I'm schooling like this, using a sheet for what's called reverse scheduling. This is you don't lesson plan or schedule any learning in advance, but rather you record the impromptu learning that does happen. I think this is a really valuable tool when we're starting to homeschool because it enables us to see how much learning really is happening in a day because we get a lot of insecurity about whether we're doing quote unquote enough, right? So when we reverse schedule, it's very simple. There are two ways to do it. The first way, which is the most common way, is you simply just write the date at the top and then you bullet point everything you do that day that is relevant to an education, everything that you learn, right? Or everything that you do that precipitates learning, right? I like to do it a little bit more structured. I like to split my page up into six blocks for the week. I draw six squares. I label those squares with subjects, reading, writing, math, science, history, other. I put the dates up at the top for the whole week and the child's name. As we do things throughout the whole week in those different categories, if we read something, I put it in reading. If we're reading about history, I put it over in history. If we're reading about a scientist, I put it over in science, right? If we watch a video about science, I will write that video in the science square. I use the same sheet for the whole week. As we go through the week, I can see visually which subjects we're hitting and I can go be intentional about any subjects that we're not, right? Other is things like PE, crafts, art, any of those other things that do constitute a rich education. So that's reverse scheduling. You can either just do a list bullet point or you can have it a little bit more structured for the whole week where you split your page up into blocks and you label those blocks by subject. This enables you while you're de-schooling to see, to visually see that learning is still happening. 
We don't need to fret about children learning because it is a natural phenomenon in their life. And don't forget that games count as learning. There's a lot of strategy. There's often math and logic involved in a lot of games. So you can absolutely play games, especially games like chess. We all know how valuable chess is. Where does that fit in the school subjects? It doesn't fit neatly into reading, writing, math, history, science, but it's so valuable for logic and strategy. So that sort of thing you could absolutely put in the other category. You can absolutely write that down because it is helping your child reach their potential to be the best version of themselves, right? That's our goal here is we want them to learn things, not just because we have to learn things, but because one, it's interesting and enjoyable to learn things. And number two, we want to help them reach their potential. We want to expose them to things to see what they're good at. We want to help them with their weaknesses so that they will be able to reach their potential. But ultimately, it all comes back to helping our children be the best version of themselves. So that's what you can do. Now, while you are de-schooling, I, you must figure out what the state requirements are for homeschooling wherever you live. That means getting on a website like HSLDA and finding out very simply what your homeschool state requirements are. The most important thing that you need to do is to understand your requirements and make sure that you're meeting them. The general advice among homeschoolers is do not fill out any paperwork that is not legally required by your state. A lot of times schools will want you to fill out paperwork that isn't legally required. A lot of times people will say you need to register in the state when you don't actually have to register in the state, but it's optional. A lot of homeschoolers will tell you get very clear on what is legally required. Don't jump through any unnecessary hoops that you don't have to. The next thing you need to know is that homeschoolers differentiate books. We consider books living books or non-living books. Living books tend to be the books that are more engaging. They're written in a story style. They're a narrative. Children enjoy them. Adults enjoy them versus non-living books, which tend to be textbooks. They're dry and rote, and a lot of times they are a bear to get through. So while you're de-schooling and even after you start homeschooling, be sure to enjoy a lot of living books because most homeschoolers will tell you that prior to the high school years, children will learn more and learn better from living books as opposed to textbooks. Okay, so we've sort of gone over this idea that we want you to change your mindset. We want you to set up a lifestyle of learning while you're just sort of enjoying all this impromptu learning going on and you may be reverse scheduling it just to prove to yourself that there is a lot of learning going on. Here are some concrete things that I recommend doing to actually start planning a homeschool and getting intentional about it in a way that you can feel good about. Number one, I want you to make three lists. The first list would be your educational values. Who do you want your child to be at the end of this educational journey? Why have you chosen to homeschool? What do you value about education? What are the traits that you want to foster in your homeschool? Number two, I want you to list the subjects that you want to study. You'll find very quickly in homeschooling that there are an infinite number of subjects you can study. A lot of times if you're just starting to homeschool and all you know is a traditional schooling model, you're going to go with the traditional schooling subjects. However, there are a lot of homeschoolers who will add things to their list that you wouldn't find con conventionally. We do a lot of aerospace engineering in our home, starting in middle school. There are a lot of business-minded homeschoolers out there whose children are learning entrepreneurial studies at a very young age. There is a lot of nature study in homeschooling, which again, you would not see in a traditional school setting. So as you're unschooling, as you're de-schooling, go ahead and look around at what all the homeschoolers are doing because you may be inspired. Now you cannot do all of the things. So after you're inspired, please make a list 
of your top subjects that you would like to start with right now, keeping in mind that your children have a long education ahead of them. And our focus is on right now, what will be most beneficial to our children right now. And we trust that everything else will fall into place as they continue through their lifetime. I'm still learning things at my age. You're still learning things at your age. Nobody will ever know all the things. So let's just focus on learning the best things right now. Okay, the next thing I'd like you to do after you have your list is I want you to consider your goals within those subjects. This is where you can look at your state standards if you would like. The Department of Education for each state typically publishes online their scope and standards by grade and subject. Please, please, please know that these recommendations and standards are just that. They are recommendations and standards. They are not, I repeat, they are not requirements. However, it helps new homeschoolers to get their bearings. Alternatively, I really appreciate the format of books better than trying to navigate the state educational websites. There are two books that I recommend. The first is a book, Home Learning Year by Year by Rebecca Rupp. The second is a series of books. It's what your blank grader needs to know, what your first grader needs to know, what your second grader needs to know, what your third grader needs to know, etc., etc. Both the book series and the book home learning year by year are available at our public library. So you can check your public library. That will give you a good foundation of the sorts of things that children are learning at different ages in the United States. Again, you do not have to follow this, but rather use it as a guideline, right? So once you've done a little bit of research about your subjects and the goals that you'd like to have within those subjects. So for example, for math, I would like to focus on addition and simple subtraction in kindergarten, right? That sort of goal, very broad, very vague. It does not have to be a detailed lesson plan at this point. So we've made three lists. We've listed our educational values. We've listed our subjects and we've listed some goals. That probably took you a little bit of time because if you're new to homeschooling, you wanted to do your research. Now I want you to observe. I want you to observe your children. Think about all you know about your children because you know them best. And I want you to figure out during this de-schooling time, what sort of medium did they prefer for learning content? Did they prefer workbooks and worksheets? Did they prefer to hear it read out loud? Do they prefer videos or apps? Do they prefer group classes like co-ops or library classes? Do they prefer field trips? Do they prefer to work independently? Do they like independent study and independent research? Do they like online courses? Would they do best with a tutor? Now is your time to be very observant and a little bit of a super sleuth about how your children prefer to have the content presented to them. Also think about what kind of teacher you like to be. Are you the type who likes to read out loud or prefers to go on field trips? Maybe you're very crafty or maybe you're very not crafty. Maybe you like the hands-on messy experiments and maybe you really don't. Now is a good time to get very clear on that because if you're going to have an impactful and enjoyable homeschool, we have so much flexibility in how we present information to our children that there is no reason for us to present it in a way that's not enjoyable or not impactful. So number three, I now want you to ask yourself for the subjects you've chosen and the goals that you have, knowing how you like to teach and your children like to learn, what materials are available to you to accomplish those goals? What is available? What seems easy? What seems enjoyable? What seems like it will get the job done? You go through your list of subjects and you say for math, addition and subtraction, Susie really would do well with a workbook. She likes going through the problems and checking them all off. And that is really well suited to her. So I'm going to get a great Kumon workbook for her. Done. It gets the job done. You won't be fighting with your children about it. It seems easy to you as a teacher and it's available. You're going section by section, subject by subject 
for each child and you're saying what will get this job done in an easy, enjoyable, impactful way. I want to take a quick minute here and distinguish between sort of choose your own adventure homeschooling, which is what I am describing, where you choose the materials that you will use for each subject independently of one another versus a boxed curriculum. So there exists in the world plenty of companies where you can choose a grade that your child is in, press the button and get all of the things for all of the subjects, including lesson plans shipped to your door. And there are a lot of homeschoolers who use this kind of curriculum instead of creating their own. And in the beginning, this may seem a lot easier to you. If you are in a state that has a lot of requirements, requires you to submit lesson plans, then this may be a great option for you. However, the majority of homeschoolers who I know who want to keep it simple, go with an a la carte choose your own adventure method. So if it means buying the pre-made curriculum in the beginning so that you can figure out even what works and get your bearings with your children, then by all means, feel free to use that option as well. It's there for you. The point here is for you to choose what's going to work best for your family without totally overthinking it, right? What can I get my hands on? Maybe it'll be playing games. Maybe it's playing math games. Maybe it will be going on field trips. Maybe it will be subscribing to a video series. Maybe it will be subscribing to an online science course. It is completely up to you. But the beauty of homeschooling is that we spend our time figuring out what's going to work best. There's no spinning our wheels, banging our heads against the wall, trying to do something that just doesn't work for our children, right? Our children are unique and we are unique as teachers. So let's spend a little bit of time choosing our curriculum. Then that's pretty much it, guys. At that point, you have a roadmap of what you're going to be learning and what you're going to be using. If you need more help thinking about subjects and how to choose the subjects in your homeschool intentionally, I have another Simple as a New Smart podcast specifically about that. If you're looking for information about values and homeschool, school values. I have a Simple as a New Smart podcast coming up about that in about a month. So stay tuned for that one. If in general, you just want more knowledge, you want to educate yourself, I have a whole vault of tutorials inside the Simple as a New Smart membership. They go through things like morning baskets and looping and how to homeschool high school. So please go ahead and go to resources.zaraphd.com forward slash simple dash is dash the dash new dash smart. And you will find more information there about how to get access to that vault of tutorials. And in the meantime, guys, I am wishing you all the simple things. Welcome to homeschooling. Bye now. If you're brand new to homeschooling and you're wondering how to get started or really wrap your head around all of the logistics of homeschooling, I have a free webinar for you. Go to resources.zaraphd.com forward slash free dash webinar. I'll see you there.